It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, it's Crossover Wednesday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am Tony Serino of Locked On Steelers, joined today by Bill Rossetti of Locked On Panthers. Bill, how you doing? I'm doing great, Tony. Uh, yeah, I, I always say, I, I said this last week with James of the Buccaneers, Crossover Wednesday really is probably my favorite episode of the week to do here on the Lockdown because I love just chatting with all the other hosts. So it's always great for us to get together and preview these games. So yeah, glad to jump on with you and talk some Panthers and Steelers here. Yeah, and it's, it's always great to do this. In fact, in fact it's, it's pretty much essential to do this when we have these kind of cross conference matchups AFC versus mm-hmm. NFC I'm going to be honest with you Bill I haven't watched a whole lot of the Carolina Panthers this year I mean I know you know of them Cam Newton of course they have Christian McCaffrey this year let's start with just kind of team overviews so each of the fan bases can get a sense of where these teams are right now can you just talk about the Carolina Panthers and the season they've had so far from from my perspective it feels like there is an offensive resurgence in Carolina with a guy like Christian McCaffrey becoming somewhat of a focal point of that offense am I on the right track there yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, when he was a rookie in 2017, of course, Christian McCaffrey uh, didn't quite live up yet to that top 10 draft pick status. You know, he was he was a solid pass catcher out of the backfield and ran well outside the tackles, but never really showed that uh, between the tackles running ability this season. It, it's all about he's really bringing it all together. He's a lot more confident up the middle uh, and he's even more so out of the backfield and, you know, on stretch plays and things like that. He's really become kind of the bell cow and and the workhorse running back that uh, the Panthers have hoped he would be, you know, make, I say making, making that number eight pick actually uh, worth it. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's put it that way. But yeah, uh, between him and Cam Newton having really almost a career year, uh, a lot of his numbers are, at least on pace to be close to, if not surpassing the numbers he put up in 2015. And of course, as we know, 2015 was the year that the Panthers went 15 and one in the regular season. Cam Newton was regular season MVP. So between him and McCaffrey and really just the way that Norv Turner, you know, a lot of people aren't really giving a lot of credit to Norv Turner, but he's done a fantastic job of blending his ideas with, the abilities of Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey and all these receivers to really bring you the offense that you're seeing right now with the Panthers, especially over the last couple of weeks, the way the playbook has really expanded. And, you know, overall it's just led to a lot of success on offense. And really the main reason why the Panthers are sitting at six and two right now and very firmly 
uh, in both the NFC South playoff race. You know, they're holding on to the top wild card, but they're right there in the NFC South playoff race and could be pretty quietly a Super Bowl contender right now in the NFC. Yeah, it, it does feel like there's this weird kind of tier one of teams. Certainly, if you listen to the national media, there is certainly a tier one of Super Bowl contenders. It's the Saints, it's the Rams, it's the the, the Chiefs and the Patriots, right? Yes. And yep. then there's this, but then there's that tier two. You know, you put the Chargers in there, but then I think you put you put our two teams. You put the Steelers and Panthers right there in that tier two. Do you feel like though that the Panthers have enough, have what it takes to compete with the best of the best in the NFC? I, I really believe right now the Panthers are one of the more complete teams in the NFL. The offense has always been there, and the defense for the most part was there, particularly in the front seven. The addition of Eric Reed to me was really kind of the the start of the tipping point to really help put this Panthers team kind of over the hump and get them inching closer to that um, kind of top tier like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and Eric Reed just had his first interception last week against Tampa Bay. So you're really starting to see a lot of things really coming together for this Panthers team. So I th- I think I think they're starting to creep up there and definitely have a chance to compete with the Rams and the Saints and you know we're obviously going to see toward the end of the season how they can compete with the Saints and really that's you know this NFC South race is going to be a marathon and it's going to come down to the end because as I'm sure you know and a lot of the listeners out there know Two of the final three weeks of the season feature the Saints against the Panthers. That's so, right. I was I was just going to ask you about that. What what a stupid way to schedule the season. The, the Steelers and Ravens had that a couple years ago where they played each other twice yep. in three weeks. I, I hate hate when they do that with division rivalries, especially one like the Panthers and Saints. And now the way this season is playing out, you hate to see that. The last two of the last three games are going to be Saints Saints Panthers, and you never know. I mean, this could be, end up being a rematch in the in the playoffs. I I really don't like when the schedule makers do that. And you brought up a good point with the playoffs, too, because, you know, the Panthers are just licking their chops. And it's such a long way before they finally get to the Saints again, because remember, the Saints beat them three times last season. So they're really out for revenge. So, you know, Bank of America Stadium is going to be packed because that first game is in Carolina week 15. And that's a Monday night. So that's a big stage for the Panthers. So they're I'm I'm sure those fans are going to be ready to go in that uh what I expect to be a uh, pretty cold, possibly pretty cold uh, December night. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess in that way, bringing Drew Brees and that offense into a cold weather stadium like that, that that wouldn't yeah. be too bad. For, for the Steelers in, in 2018, it's, yeah, it's kind of been a roller coaster year. Of course, all of the talk in the national media about the Steelers has been centered around Le'Veon Bell and that whole situation, the holdout, and, and the kind of will he, won't he show up. There's actually a new report that I just read before we started recording tonight that Le'Veon Bell is now considering not showing up at all in 2018. I guess I'll, I'll talk more about that on, on tomorrow's podcast. But, you know, the great thing about Le'Veon Bell not showing up has been this emergence of James Conner and where this could have been really a disaster for the Steelers offensively because so much of their offense had revolved around the running game and Le'Veon Bell and, and using him not just as a runner but as a great pass blocker and a great receiver out of the backfield. And James Conner has checked all of those boxes in 2018. He's been... Uh, you know, a real catalyst for the offense and the success that they've had over the last month. Defensively, this team has just left a lot to be desired. And I think 
you Panther fans out there will see that on Thursday night. I expect the Panthers are going to have a lot of success in this football game. Defensively, the Steelers are getting better, but they haven't faced a team like Carolina. And I, and I think Carolina, like you were saying, Bill, they have one of the sneakier good offenses in the NFL. You know, we, 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 everyone talks about the Saints and the Rams and the, and the Chiefs and the Patriots, and for good reason. I think the Carolina Panthers and the weapons that they have, it's, I don't want to call you guys a no-name offense there, but let's start with when the Panthers have the ball. You know, I look at the Panthers' offense, and you were saying it, Cam Newton having a, a fantastic year. The, the, the playmaking ability that Christian McCaffrey brings. You have Greg Olson at tight end. Talk to me about the, the Carolina receiving core, because you guys brought in DJ Moore as a rookie. Not a lot of name receivers in Carolina, but still offensively hasn't slowed you guys down at all. Yeah, in fact, um, I just wrote a piece on over at Panthers Wire with a couple grades, and I looked up the receiving yards, at least the leading receiver for the Panthers, and that's Devin Funchess. He only has about 450 yards, which only ranks him 40th in the wow. entire league. Yeah, so it's not been, you know, he's kind of held his own as a number one receiver, but that's kind of like by name only. There really hasn't been anybody that stood out uh, above the pack in this receiving group, but it has been a collective unit. Uh, you mentioned DJ Moore, who's really been flashing those big playabilities lately. You've seen him come out of the backfield. I mean, the game two weeks ago against the Ravens was kind of his breakout party where he had 90 receiving yards and about 40 rushing yards. So he's he's starting to build up in this offense. Curtis Samuel, excited to see him really start to find a bit of a role in this offense. He battled a lot of injuries his rookie season and most of the offseason as well. So it was a bit of a question as to not necessarily whether he would make the team, but uh, what kind of role he would have in this offense. And I think you're starting to see that a little bit. Again, especially over the last couple of weeks, you saw that nice double reverse he had for a touchdown. Jairus Wright, I think, has been one of the more underrated free agent signings, not just for the Panthers, but across the entire league. Uh, he has become one of the more trustworthy receivers that the Panthers have, especially on third down. He's had a lot of, uh, a lot of third down catches that have converted for a first down. So I think he's done a really nice job on the slot. And then, like I said, uh, Devin Funches, you know, he's still that big body guy you still throw it up to him. Uh, he's continuing to develop, you know, he really hasn't broken out, per se, you know, he had that nice little stretch last season after the Panthers traded Kelvin Benjamin, uh, dropped off a little bit, but then came back in the playoffs. And like I said, he's held his own this season. But again, it's just kind of that collective unit. There's not that superstar receiver. It's just a whole group of guys that really has helped make this offense more versatile than it has been in years past. So, so what are you looking for on Thursday night? Thursday night football is, is strange because, you know, the teams don't have a lot of time to prepare. Uh, so you kind of have to stick to your fundamentals. How are you looking for the Panthers to attack the Steelers uh, offensively on Thursday night? Yeah, I think you brought up a good point. I think fundamentals is going to be key, you know, especially being a road team. You know, it's always tough to, you know, get on that plane early in the week and have a quick turnaround for a a Thursday night game. So you, you might see them kind of, Focus on the run game, you know, continue to get Christian McCaffrey in, involved a bit. Um, he, he's going to get his five or six catches out of the backfield as well. And then, you know, you you take to the passing game. We know that this Steelers secondary 
you know, and for you Steelers listeners, I'm sure this is nothing new, but for the Panthers side, the Steelers secondary is, is pretty leaky. You know, it's, it's not, it's not the greatest in the world. You know, they, they can be beat. So um, I would expect, you know, this could be another game where someone like DJ Moore breaks out, you know, all over the field, you know, maybe Devin Funches has his few catches. So I, I think this is going to be kind of, um, you know, you might not see the offense as opened up as it was last week against the Buccaneers, but I think you're going to see a, a nice mix of, you know, attacking the air when you have to and really challenging, you know, making those corners beat you and beat your receivers. But I, I think it might come down to McCaffrey getting his own as well. Cause like you said, it's a short week, you know, you may not have a lot of time to really incorporate a lot of stuff. So it's going to be interesting how the Panthers kind of, uh, you know, how much they want to ride Christian McCaffrey or how much they're going to involve, like I said, even, you know, I, I could see this being another DJ Moore game. Maybe this is kind of another breakout game for him where, you know, the the Steelers secondary has trouble following him on the field or kind of tracking him. Yeah. You know, allowing the, you know, it could be a big play for DJ Moore. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think that the, the Carolina Panthers present a, an interesting challenge for the Steeler defense and at a very interesting time for them. The Steeler defense, you talked about a secondary that's very leaky, and you're right. They, they have been very leaky throughout the year, although less so over the past couple weeks. And I think that's led to this winning streak the Steelers mm-hmm. are on. I mean, they were giving up so many big plays at the beginning part of the year. Now, that was they were also going up against some of the more high-powered offenses early in the year. I mean, of course, you know, Kansas City puts up 40 on everybody and, and puts yeah. up big plays on everybody. And then they, and they did so against the Steelers defense, and that was very frustrating to watch for Steeler fans. And then, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did very much the same thing in that game, mostly in the second half. In the first half, Fitzpatrick um, did a better job of, of gifting the Steelers some turnovers in that one. <laughs> but since then... You know, since then, I mean, well, good Joe Flacco did the same thing, actually, in the first Ravens matchup. But since then, the Steelers have done a much better job of containing big plays and making teams beat them through long, methodical drives, convert on third down, right, and, and kind of beat them that way. And the Steelers haven't faced, you know, they haven't exactly faced the who's who of great offenses in the NFL. And I think the Panthers are going to be an interesting matchup. You know, you brought up all the playmakers there, right? Christian McCaffrey, number one, the, that, I mean, he's the, he's the playmaker and also kind of an X factor because they can use him in a multitude of different ways. Doesn't have to be just a straight ahead runner. He can be a receiver out of the backfield, a very dynamic playmaker. Going to be interesting to see how the Steelers try to contain him. We've seen uh, an inside linebacker, LJ Fort who's been brought in in some nickel packages, some of their, their quarters package that they bring in specifically for LJ Fort to cover running backs out of the backfield. Now that's, you know, he's had success when covering Alex Collins out of the backfield or, you know, or, uh, or Tevin Coleman, but you know, Christian McCaffrey is a different animal. I'm being interested to see how that matchup is. And then Morgan Burnett, who the Steelers signed in the off season has been tasked really with covering tight ends. I'm going to be interested to see how he matches up against Greg Olson. One of the best tight ends he'll face all year. Uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup. You know, the Steelers, Steeler fans are kind of riding high with this defense right now. It does seem to have turned the corner in some ways, but it's it's going to be a really interesting matchup. Like you said, the, the Panthers are going to present a lot of different problems. And, you know, Devin Funches, DJ Moore, these are not name receivers, like you said, but DJ Moore is a deep threat. I mean, he can, he can beat you deep, and if the Steelers are caught sleeping at times, especially in a matchup where it feels like the Panthers are going to have more success, you know, methodically moving the ball down the field that way with, with McCaffrey. Yeah, they can easily get beat deep if they caught if they get caught sleeping. So 
Uh, I think I think you're right. This is going to be an interesting matchup when when the when the Panthers are on the field. I I expect the Panthers to have some success in this football game. You just look at the way the NFL is right now. Good offense versus you know let's say the Steelers right now have an average defense. You know the, those offenses are putting up 20, 30 points in those matchups. So I expect the, the Panthers are going to score. I think the Panthers are going to get they're going to get theirs in this football game. It's going to be I think this is going to have another high scoring shootout between two uh, two good teams in the NFL. Yeah, and real quick, you know, you touched on the uh, the Steelers wanting to give up, you know, make teams beat them in long drives. The Pan- that would kind of play into the Panthers' hands, too. I don't think the Panthers would have any problem putting together 10, 11, 12-play drives, you know, a couple right. yards here and there with McCaffrey. Even if you throw C.J. Anderson in there, uh, one or two plays to get a couple yards, or you dump it off to Olsen or Ian Thomas, whatever the case may be, they're perfectly fine with those. Uh, grinded out drives and yeah know, and then yeah, and you have could be one, oh go ahead sorry. No, i was just gonna say that so they'll have no problem grinding it out and trying to wear down the steelers defense you know especially being on a short week because you know this is probably a situation where they're gonna have to try to control the clock as well because it's gonna be you know a tough environments you know we know heinz field is tough to play thursday night so you know if, if they can just control the ball and you know control that time of possession i think they've got a shot yeah and, and we haven't even talked about cam newton and what he can do on his you know with with his legs i mean he you know he's a yeah. he's a great runner for that football team as well and and for a steeler team that yes they have gotten better as a pass rushing unit they're certainly going to need to be better up the middle with guys like stefan Tewitt, who's been, who's had a sack in his last three games and cam hayward who's mm-hmm. been a monster uh for the past couple years but you you look at their outside guys and i'm really worried in this game about bud dupree as an edge rusher because he loves to use that speed rush and tackles a lot of times just will take him for a ride around the quarterback and that's going to leave an easy running lane for cam newton a lot of times now maybe the steelers will put a spy on newton and, and we'll see about that i don't know if they have a, a linebacker right now with the amount of athleticism it would take uh to keep up with newton but that's going to be another interesting matchup is how much success do the steelers have uh, containing Cam Newton in the pocket and stopping him from, from converting on you know third and sevens and third and eights. This is a team in the Steelers that has tried to play more man-to-man this year, and of course man-to-man defense plays right into the hands of a running quarterback. So it'll, mm-hmm. that's it's going to be an interesting matchup. All right, before we continue, I want to tell you guys about my bookie. You know, just as important as who you're betting on is who you're betting with, and that's why this season my bookie is your best bet. They've been in business for years. They have great reviews online. Their mobile site is very easy to use. I've been using them all year. If you want to bet on this football game, the line on the game is Steelers minus four, and the over-under is 52. And if you want my recommendation, take the over in this football game. When two good teams play each other in the 2018 season, there is there is far more than 52 points scored. So I would, I would take the over there. If you want to join now, they have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and... The most rewarding player perks in the business. Join now. My bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar if you use the promo code Locked On. And if you wait until after 7 p.m., they'll give you an additional $25 of free play if you use the promo code Locked On 25. So visit my bookie online today. That's my bookie, M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Bill, let's, let's transition here and talk about when the Steelers are on offense. The Panthers' defense, you know, you, you, we go back to that 2015 season when, they, when the Panthers were in the Super Bowl. They had a fantastic defense led by a guy like Luke Keekley. How, how's, the, how's the Panthers' defense done so far in 2018? I mean, you, you mentioned you, you just dropped the name right there. It, it starts and ends with Luke Keekley. He He's still balling out as he was ever since his rookie year. He's still probably the fastest middle linebacker, arguably the best middle linebacker in the NFL. So that, that defense revolves around him. But Thomas Davis is still playing well uh, despite his age. Uh, and Shaq Thompson, Shaq Thompson has really come on to his own. And then uh, we, we always knew the, the Panthers had a, a strong front seven, and this season's no different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think this is – but in, in a matchup like this, you know, because the Steelers have a very good offensive line. So I'm really excited to watch how guys like Julius Peppers, Mario Addison, and even the interior guys, Short and Poe and others, how they're going to get after this Steelers offensive line and how they're going to attack Ben Roethlisberger. But they could they could still come at you with a multiple of ways. Uh, they, they like to rotate their defensive linemen because you see a lot of guys get in there. You'll see Kyle Love a little bit. You'll see F.A. Ovada mixed in there a little bit. So there's there's a bunch of guys. You know, it, it keeps it keeps that front line nice and fresh. So there, there's going to be some uh, – I, w- I would expect a good bit of pass rush coming at Roethlisberger this week. So that, to me, is probably going to be one of the more intriguing matchups of this game. And then, you know, I, I, t- I touched on the secondary earlier. I, you know, obviously Eric Reed coming in um, – quarter of the way through the season. Mike Adams still has that veteran presence and has been playing very well himself. He's more than just that kind of old man in the secondary. And then the two corners, James Bradbury having an excellent season. Uh, you look at last week, he basically shut down Mike Evans. He only had one catch all game. Wow. And tar- yeah, one catch on 10 targets for like 16 yards. And that didn't come till the third quarter. And then Dante Jackson, we knew he was a speedy guy. He's been using it all over the field. Uh, he, he's just having an excellent rookie season. So this is this has become a really, really good Panthers defense, you know, more so than in other years. Because they say they, they've always had a good defense, but I think the front seven used to more or less mask the problems that the secondary had. Now those secondary problems are are pretty well fixed, I think. But in terms of this game, I mean, this is, this is probably going to be one of the more tougher matchups that the Panthers have had all season because even you guys, there's obviously a plethora of talented receivers. And it's, it's interesting. I'll, I'll bring this up now. You know, we were both fortunate enough to be on locked on NFL with Matt Williamson this past week. And during my segment, he actually asked me who I think Bradbury and uh, Jackson could be matched up on, whether it's Antonio Brown or Juju Smith Schuster and it got me thinking a little bit. You know, I wonder if they're going to keep them locked onto one player, if they're going to switch back and forth. You know, I, I could yeah. see 
I could see Dante Jackson on Antonio Brown, speed on speed. I could see Bradbury trying to do what he did with Evans against uh, Juju. So I, I think that's going to be an intriguing battle to watch is how those Panthers corners either match up or shadow, whatever the case may be, against A.B. and Juju. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Antonio Brown has not had an Antonio Brown type of year just yet. I think Steeler fans are waiting for him to kind of, you know, he's had this quad injury that I think has been bothering him for the beginning part of the year. Though now we're into midseason, it feels like he's probably get, hopefully getting back to, mm-hmm. to some level of full health and, and just waiting for the connection between he and Ben Roethlisberger to get back. Early in the year, it was very much the case that Ben just, you know, AB was getting open and Ben was just, Ben just couldn't get on the ball. I mean, for whatever reason, inaccurate passes, that has stopped happening. But, you know, teams have done a good job of, of, of uh, like you said, putting their best corner one-on-one with him or, or, bringing, or, or shifting coverage to AB's side. And that's led a lot of, te- or led a lot of uh, uh, open opportunities for Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, this Steeler offense has morphed into a pick-your-poison style of offense that Steeler fans always talked about when it was the Le'Veon Bell, AB, Ben Roethlisberger, Killer B era. But that, that offense always lacked another option. I mean, and it's it's kind of silly to say that, right? Because you have the best receiver in the game and maybe the best running back in the game. And you're saying you need another option, but it, it was kind of true. I mean, you know, you would have teams shifting coverage to, to Antonio Brown's side, and so you know there were games where he would go quiet for a little while, and then you have you have, you have Le'Veon Bell is fantastic, but if you just had another weapon who could come free in those moments, yeah, that's what really would open up the offense. And the Steelers had Martavis Bryant a couple years ago; it didn't really work out. Juju Smith-Schuster has been that guy, and you add him to. You know, a tight end core now that, that has Vance McDonald emerging as a playmaker at that position. The Steeler offense has been very efficient over these past couple weeks. And it's been, it's been the case where they don't need Antonio Brown to be Antonio Brown. And they don't even necessarily need Juju Smith-Schuster to go off every week. They just need some combination of those guys to put up points uh, or to put up yards for this team to end up putting up big points week after week. Now the 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 key there though is James Conner and making sure that he's going as a as a balanced attack. Um, you know, you talked about the pass rush in this football game. You know, ben Roethlisberger has had uh, you know all day to throw. I mean, he could he just sits back in the pocket and, and waits. For, he can wait forever back there because the offensive line is playing at an unbelievably uh, high level right now. The Baltimore Ravens sacked Ben Roethlisberger one time, and it was on the last play of the game when the Steelers were trying to run the clock out, and Ben just kind of ate it because he wanted to run clock. Uh, the Ravens really didn't touch him otherwise. The same thing could be said for the for the Cincinnati Bengals. Miles Garrett hit him one time in that game against the Browns. I mean, the, the Steelers have faced some pretty decent pass rushes over over this winning streak, and the offensive line has has been there and protected Ben at every at every moment. Now you're right, you know, Carolina is, is a different animal. You got Julius Peppers, you got uh, Luke Keekley. I mean, th- this is a this is a very good front seven, like you said. And so I'm interested to see in this game if the Steelers can have the kind of consistent success. I, I don't I don't think the Steelers are going to have trouble putting up points in this football game, but I wonder if they're going to go back to what they did early in the year, which is go through stretches of, of sustained success in the football game and then just kind of shut down at other moments or start slowly in, the, in these football games. That has been the problem for this Steeler team in these big moments. So they start games down by 14 or, or down by 21 like they did against Kansas City and kind of have to dig themselves out of that hole. Now they've done that, right? They did that against Kansas City and made that a game again. Got back to 21-21 in the second quarter. Ultimately lost that game by five points. Same thing can be said about the game against the Ravens. They were down 14 early, fought their way back to a 14-14 halftime, and then lost in the second half because they couldn't score points. Um, so I'm just looking for I'm looking for the Steelers to have the kind of su- 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 uh, sustained success 
that they've had over this winning streak against a much better Carolina defense. Um, but you know, to your point about who's going to match up against Juju AB, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you want to put the more physical guy on Juju. I, I, I will say that Juju Smith-Schuster as a slot receiver has been just manhandling these small nickel corners that they're putting on him. He's just too physical. They, the Steelers knew in this last matchup against the Baltimore Ravens that A.B. and Juju were going to get off the line of scrimmage with ease against those corners, and they just did quick slant after quick slant after quick slant all day to, to easy success and easy first downs and you know the kind of 11, 12 play drives that we were talking about earlier. Um, they were able to put up big points. How's the how's the Panthers run defense? Because James Conner's on this streak now of, of putting up 100 yards on the ground. Actually, it's 100 yards on the ground and 50 receiving. He's been kind of a, a dual threat there. Uh, how's the Carolina run defense been over the past couple weeks? Yeah, I mean, if, they, if there's one, not necessarily downside, but maybe the weakest point of the Panthers defense, it probably would be the... Uh, rush defense because there have been moments and there have been games where opposing running backs have had pretty good success against this team. Um, one that immediately springs to mind is Tevin Coleman, you know, had a, an excellent game week two for the Falcons. Mm-hmm. This was, you know, after Devonte Freeman had initially gotten injured and, you know, other running backs have gotten theirs. Uh, Gio Bernard had a decent game against them in week three. Uh, but oh, but there have been times where the Panthers have made what looked to be pretty good run defenses kind of quiet down a little bit. Uh, the Ravens came into that game two weeks ago with one of the better rushing offenses in the NFL, even though Alex, Alex Collins, I almost said Alex Smith, <laughs> another Alex Smith, as if there weren't enough Alex Smiths in the world since we used to have that tight end as well. <laughs> Alex Collins... Um, had been a little quiet, but he, he, you know, had had a little bit of success overall in the season. But the Panthers only held him, I think, to about 60 yards. Uh, they held Zeke Elliott to something like 66 or 69 yards, something like that, in Week One. So there's games where, you know, they could take a a top rushing attack and kind of quiet them down. And there's games where opposing runnings running backs can somehow find success you know it could depend on scheme or whatever the case may be but uh they really haven't i don't think they've really faced a running back the caliber of james connor this is definitely if, if not the most challenging one of, this will be one of the most challenging uh rushing defenses that uh carolina has had or will have had this season, it's really going to be fascinating to watch. Um, you know, save for the A, B, and Juju matchups, how do they contain James Conner? Because, I mean, you you said it yourself; he's just been fantastic. We 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 all see the numbers. Yeah. Um, so, what are the Panthers going to do? How are they going to keep Conner in check while also accounting for? A, B, and Juju, and I'll even throw Vance McDonald in there in there as well because they've been burnt a bit by the tight end position as well. But um, yeah, James Conner, he's he, he's a good one, and and I'll say this too, you know, I'm part of the the Scott Fishbowl, that big 900 team fantasy league. One oh, of really? my yeah, one of my biggest regrets because my team is pretty bad in that one and the reason being is 
I took Le'Veon Bell with the seventh overall pick. Uh-oh. And I failed to handcuff him with James Conner. Yeah, so if that'll do it. That yeah, that's that's definitely my biggest regret. And I went in thinking, oh, okay, maybe I'll take DeAndre Hopkins, and he was there, but so was Le'Veon Bell. And I was talking to a couple other people about it, and they talked, they kind of talked to me, and I talked myself into taking Le'Veon Bell, thinking, ah, eh, you know, he might come back. He's not going to give up all this money. Well, here we are, nine weeks into the season. I'll, might as well say ten weeks into the season now. God, week ten already. My goodness. And flying by, right? It, it, it's always amazing how these seasons fly by. But here we are. He still hasn't reported, and James Conner is just doing his thing. So it it would not surprise me if James Conner has himself a very successful game tomorrow night uh, against his Panthers defense. I, I hope you're right. You know, James Conner has been terrific. Yeah, I, I've been, I've been. You know, the last couple of weeks, I've just been pounding the table on this idea of, like, let's stop talking about James Conner in the shadow of Le'Veon Bell. Every time Conner has a big game, there's always someone on Twitter who puts up his stats next to how Le'Veon did through 10 yep. weeks or 9 weeks or whatever. So I'm, I'm glad, you you know, I'm glad that conversation is shifting now to start talking about James Conner as not, you know, Le'Veon's backup who just happens to be doing really well. But as, you know, he's becoming – I don't think he's a top-tier running back in the league just yet, but he certainly is entering himself into that conversation as he continues to have these performances Week after week. So I hope you're right. I hope he has another big performance. So this is a big test for him against that Carolina defense. All right, Bill, let, let's, uh, let's do some predictions and get out of here. How do you think the Steelers uh, and Panthers, how do you think this game plays out on Thursday night? Well, before I make my prediction, I just want to say real quick, too, I'm just so happy for James Conner for his success because we all know his story. We know the, yeah. the leukemia that he dealt with at Pitt and to still make himself a, a third-round selection. And we saw the skill coming out of Pitt, so we knew he was a good back. It just took you know, kind of this scenario to really start to bring it all out. So kudos to the kid. Uh, always excited to see him, uh, especially when he scored that first touchdown against the Browns and how happy he was and the rest of his team was. That was, that was just a joy to watch. That was very heartwarming. Yeah. As for the game, boy, this, this is going to be fun. I, I, I could see this being a shootout. In fact, we talked about all the offenses. I looked it up. Twelve teams are averaging over 27 points a game. Uh, and I believe Caroline and Pittsburgh are – and actually Pittsburgh's – actually, if I'm going back, looking at the uh, – looking at that real quick, Pittsburgh is ninth and Caroline is tied for 11th in terms of points per game, both around 28 points. So I think this is going to be a shootout. I think both teams are definitely going to get theirs. Uh, both, you know, I, I think both quarterbacks are going to sling. This, this could be uh, an epic battle between Roethlisberger and Cam Newton. I'm always a little weary, though. Uh, I know the Eagles bucked the trend a couple weeks ago, but overall, road teams on a Thursday night tend to slightly, you know, depending on the team, they struggle a little bit. You know, with with that short travel, and I yeah. wonder if that is going to affect the Panthers. And you know, obviously, both teams are so hot right now, but I, I think I got to give the edge to the Steelers in this one. Being, you know, I, I sound like a broken record, always saying like the home game on a Thursday night, but you know, sometimes it just works in the home team's favor because that wrote that travel can really take a toll on its team and. But I, but I can also see this being a very tight battle all the way through, and it could come down to uh, a Chris Boswell or Graham Gano field goal. But I'm going to say uh, the Steelers get the ball late, and I'm going to say they kick a field goal late to win it. I'm going to say Steelers 34, 
Panthers 31. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Wow. I, I, I'm with you. I'm right there with you. I think it's going to – I agree with you. This is going to be a high-scoring football game. Uh, this – you know, you, as, I, as I'm a broken record about this over the last couple weeks, there, there is no defense in the modern NFL. And I do think Steeler fans, I, I think they're in for a rude awakening about this defense. I, we, we've been very excited about the performances that they've put up over the past couple weeks, but like, they, they just haven't faced an offense like the Carolina Panthers. I am worried, as I said, about the Steelers' offense and how they're going to get started in this football game. Uh, against a, a Carolina defense that I think can match up well. And again, the Steelers' offense has kind of shot itself in the foot at so many points this year. I think the Steelers get out to a slow start. Panthers build up a big lead, and the Steelers kind of have to dig themselves out of it. But that's what we've seen this team do all year. I mean, they they dug themselves out of 1-2-1 one, and one to start the year after tying the Browns and losing to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I like the Steelers in a second-half comeback to win this game 31-27 to on a short week against the Carolina Panthers. And you, you, know, you mentioned it, how, how, how weird Thursday games are and how road teams have a problem. It really is too bad that this is the game that was scheduled on Thursday night because yeah, I, I really do think that, that Carolina and Pittsburgh are very similar in where they're situated in their conferences. And, you know, the, the Steelers maybe aren't on the level of New England and, and Kansas City, and, and certainly we saw Kansas City take it to the Steelers in Heinz Field earlier this year. And, and Carolina, I mean, are they on the level of New Orleans or L.A.? I mean, we're going to find that out later this year when they play New Orleans. Uh, but it's just too bad that this game couldn't take place on a Sunday at 1 o'clock, you know, like a, like a normal football game, so we can, yep. we can really see with a week to prepare how these two teams would match up. Exactly. And it's funny, like the mo- – and I was thinking about this earlier, too. The more we talk, the more it just seems like these two teams are just so similar because you talked about the Steelers and the holes that they had to dig themselves out of. The Panthers have had to do the same thing a couple times. They were down – actually, I think it was two weeks in a row. They found themselves in 17 nothing holes against the Redskins and the Eagles. They didn't complete the comeback against the Redskins, but they came back and made it a game, essentially came down to their final drive. They did complete the comeback against the Eagles – winning that game 21-17. So there have been a couple times where the Panthers as well have started off really slow and you know have taken a couple quarters to kind of kick themselves into gear and get back in this game. Last, the last two weeks, though, didn't have to worry about that at all. The, the Ravens game and the Buccaneers game, it was basically all Carolina. It's interesting. That's another similarity, too. You know, credit both teams for – not allowing Baltimore to get to them because you mentioned they only had one sack against Roethlisberger at the end of the game. They never got to Cam Newton at all. And Baltimore went into that Carolina game as the league leader in sacks as, as a team. So that, you know, so like I said, credit both teams. And I I think it's going to be really interesting to see if either of these pass rushes can get to the, opposing quarterback or if it's just going to be two offenses just marching down the field back and forth for 60 minutes yeah I think I think it's probably probably going to be the latter there uh, I, I expect this team I expect this game is going to be very high scoring you know in in the in the 
the 50s or 60s without a doubt. That's why I said, again, with my bookie, make sure you bet the over if you're, if you're betting this football game. This is the, it is the, uh, the lock of the week for me. All right, Bill, this was fun. Let people know where they can find your work. Yeah, uh, obviously locked on Panthers, Panthers wire, Bengals wire, and I'll be starting up my, some of my college basketball work as well, doing some bracketology posts with the season already underway. I mean, you know, we've got, as we're recording this, Michigan State and Kansas going on, and Kansas certainly looks like they're uh, they're, cer- they're certainly making claim to be in the preseason number one in the nation. So a uh, very exciting time for me, uh, ready for, you know, I, I love this time of year, and it was a lot of fun chatting with you, Tony. This was, uh, this was a lot of fun, definitely one of the more fun crossovers and one of the more uh, exciting games I'm looking forward to this season, especially for the Panthers. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, Mike Tomlin used to have this phrase back in 2008 when they had a very, you know, the Steelers had a very hard schedule that year, and it's a, it was a five-star matchup. Uh, I think this is definitely going to be a five-star matchup on Thursday night. Right. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, you can find my work, uh, LockedOnSteelers.com. Follow me on Twitter at SteelerCountry. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow for more Locked On Steelers and Locked On Panthers. Hey, guys. Bill Rossetti back with you guys real quick. Hope you enjoyed that crossover edition of Locked On Steelers with Tony. Before we jump out here, I just wanted to give a shout-out to one of the Locked On Panthers sponsors. Great sponsors over at LowKI.com. Of course, you Panthers fans, as you know, they've got their game day collection with all the NFL teams and all the NHL and baseball and college, all kinds of great products, great bracelets, great-looking bracelets. And, of course, they've got the great message to everyone to keep a daily balance in life between all the highs and the lows. And, of course, for someone like me, that is pretty important, you know. So trust me when I tell you they're a fantastic bracelet with a great message. And if you want a bracelet of your own, including the Panthers bracelet with the team colors and the team logo, just visit lowki.com. It's L-O-K-A-I.com. Use the promo code PANTHERS25 at the checkout, and you will get 25% off the entire game day collection. Again, it's not just the Panthers or the NFL. It's their entire game day collection, 25% using the promo code PANTHERS25, P-A-N-T-H-E-R-S, and the numbers 2-5. So that's LOKI, L-O-K-I. Thanks to LOKI for sponsoring the, the program. And thanks to you guys for listening. As always, great stuff between Tony and myself getting you ready for Thursday's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So until next time, Bill Rossetti signing off for Tony. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.